Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, the painter of light and a demon pig battle it out for ultimate artistic supremacy. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, it's a beautiful evening here in Los Angeles. Yeah, it is. Have you noticed that? I have. I'm not off base, am I? Absolutely not. I've been noticing it all day. Look outside the window. What do you see? I mean, I haven't been noticing that it's a lovely evening all day. I've been noticing that the weather has been lovely all day. We had uh, torrential downpours yesterday. Sure. Just insane, crazy rain. Mm -hmm. Um, Like rain that suggested that we lived in a place with weather. Yeah. (laughs) Angry, (laughs) aggressive rain. Um, Sort of on and off, coming in and out. Uh, It was pretty crazy. And uh, today... Clear skies. Did you check out those fucking rainbows yesterday? It was Rainbow Central here in Los Angeles yesterday. Oh, yeah. Ape shit bonkers rainbows. <laughs> I squinted my eyes, I reached up my hand, and I pretended to grab one and put it in my mouth. How did it mm-hmm. taste? Uh, couldn't taste it. Really? Oh, yeah. The uh, squinting thing was just an optical illusion I created for myself, and it turns out didn't actually allow me to grab the rainbow. We've got a great guest on the program this time around. Speaking of grabbing rainbows, we've, <laughs> we've grabbed a real gay man. <laughs> what? <laughs> right by his genitals. <laughs> and dragged him in here. We, we've got a wonderful guest here. Uh, people might know him for his uh, uh, work as a painter. Mm-hmm. If they do know him, it's probably for his work as a painter and artist. <laughs> It's not just for his... Ladies and gentlemen, Man Ray. Um, uh, He's he's well known for his uh, paintings, which often feature pop cultural figures, uh, uh, sometimes engaged in unusual activities, uh, such as uh, B. Arthur, is it, that's wrestling the raptor? That's correct. Is Um, it raptors or is it Deinonychus? What exactly? What what pack hunting carnivore is she wrestling? I, I always thought it was Deinonychus. I say Deinonychus. Diplodocus. Mm, that's another one, and it's Diplodocus. Brontosaur. I'm... There you go. Okay, great, uh, Brandon Bird. Brandon, yeah. welcome to George Jesse Go. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you. It's... I was I was actually going to ask answer his question. No, yeah, please do. Fine, is it, go uh... for it. Uh, I think by their size, they'd have to be Deinonychus because mm-hmm. like. It's, you know, based off the Jurassic Park raptors, and those sure. are too big. And also, you know, miscolored and featherless, because, you know, this week they, they found out what dinosaurs looked like. Wait, they found out what dinosaurs looked like this week? I mean, sorry. not what they looked like, what they were, their, their coloration. I know, I didn't know this. <laughs> Wait, hold on. This? Stop, wow. hammer time. Let's <laughs> deal with this. Yeah. Let's unpack this suitcase. When did you they just, find this out? You just dropped what a, do they look like? You just dropped a dino bomb on us. Yeah. Okay, so like it, it's not all dinosaurs. It's the feathered dinosaurs like the little raptory guys. Okay, because and I it, was under the so this impression. Is, this is bird-hipped dinosaurs. Yeah, specifically the ones that like the small predator guys who okay. had feathers. That's, if that's I the key. Remember, if I remember my Nova correctly from when I was hmm. 13 – what is a Tyrannosaurus Rex a bird hip dinosaur? 
Wasn't that the premise? When they, wasn't they, they, when they figured out that birds and dinosaurs were related to each other, wasn't it by studying the tracks of a Tyrannosaurus I Rex? I think that there are bird-hipped dinosaurs and there okay. are lizard-hipped dinosaurs. Okay, and you know because you took dinosaur class, if I'm, if I'm remembering college correctly. <laughs> no, you know, I could not get into dinosaur class. I was no just way. I, was I just, took dinosaur uh, class. You were just... the recipient of dinosaur class? Yeah. Secondhand yeah. dinosaur class? Sure, I was just a dinosaur enthusiast as a kid. Okay. Brandon, you did take dinosaur class. Yeah, we all yeah. went to the same university, uh, the University of California at Santa Cruz. Um, Go Slugs. Did you take Muppet <laughs> class Go also? Slugs, indeed. No, I did not take Muppet class. Okay, well, I took Muppet class. So we can talk about that later. But let's get <laughs> back to this. listing bullshit classes we took, I took clowning. So, <laughs> oh, my God. So, Brandon, you took dinosaurs. Jesse took Muppets. And I took clowning, and now we're productive members of society. <laughs> Specifically, the class I took was called Muppet Magic. Oh, wow. Oh, I also took Saturday Night Live class from the same teacher. <laughs> Good. Wait. From, uh, oh, uh, Dr. Bullshit. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Fuck Around. Um, Brandon, let's, let's yeah, talk about yeah. these Sorry, dinosaurs. sorry, sorry. Yeah. We're way, we're way okay, off. Okay, where did you hear this and what were, the, what were the findings? Okay, so I believe I heard it from the news. Wait, okay. I need to interject again. I made a mistake in going back to dinosaurs because we are live streaming this Jordan Jesse Go, oh, which sure. we which we do on occasion, and we I announce time it time to time. I announce it on my Twitter, which is uh, Young American. Somebody in the chat room. I just happened to be. I was grabbing my water for a drink of water. I look over at the chat room that's going on as as we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Somebody fucking identified Dr. Kathy Foley from the University of California <laughs> at Santa Cruz based on Muppet class. Wow. And Saturday Night Live class. AKA All we had to do was Dr. say, "Bullshit." <laughs> yes, her specialty was uh, was Javanese puppet theater. I mean, Balinese mask work, maybe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, her her M A S Q U E. Her top reputation around the the thing that everyone said about her that may or may not have been true was that uh, she taught Muppet class because she knew mm-hmm. the Muppet people. And a Muppet was based upon her. Wasn't it a Janice from the band? Yeah, there you go. And you know what? It's Do- Dr. Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth and the electric something. What was yeah. the name yeah. of the Muppet band? Yeah. So a theory that if you saw Kathy Foley, if you experienced one of her classes, and a very nice lady and a, a perfectly good teacher, I'm not putting her down, you absolutely sincerely believable. <laughs> she has the mannerisms of a Muppet in human form. She is like a, a Muppet made, I want to say a Muppet made corporal, but obviously Muppets are corporal. A Muppet made stringless. Yes. And felt, felt free. Okay. Uh, wait, back to dinos back to and dinos. what color they are. Okay, so, Let's talk so about this dinos. is, you were, you were listening or watching the news. Or uh, probably reading it on the internet. Sure, okay. Uh, but basically, um, it's like they, they realize that like... Uh, the pigments in feathers yeah. have a specific shape. Mm-hmm. They're like a protein that's like oblong or whatever, and each color okay. has a different shape. And those shaped proteins, even though they, the actual like pigment in it... So you're saying colors have shapes? The things that hold colors. You're saying have colors shapes. have shapes. Sure. This is a fucking UC Santa Cruz shit going down. Right <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. But anyway, they looked at... Using, I think, a microscope. Okay. They looked at the fossilized Which is feather like, imprints. For people who haven't seen Nova, that's like a, it's sort of like a complicated set of eyeglasses for looking at tiny things. Keep going. Yeah, like a long, curved binocular. Sure. Uh, 
and they, they looked at the fossilized like imprints of the feathers and they're like, oh, well, these ones have this shape and this one has this shape. And they realized that this little raptor guy had a tail that was color, color um, alternating like uh, an orange creamsicle color. Wow. Whoa. Like orange and white alternating stripes down its no tail. No fucking way. Yeah. Amazing. As, That's as, as good as it gets. As a, as, <laughs> as a lifelong dinosaur aficionado, I can safely say holy shit. That that's is, something. That's something. In all the museum tours I've taken over my life, and all the, you know, blah 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 blah. I read as a kid. They basically always said we will never know what color dinosaurs were, and uh, now we do. And mm-hmm. now I'm mad at all of them. Yeah. What the fuck? Retroactively. <laughs> what the fuck, scientists? Yeah. Come on. You. I. You know what? I think scientists think it's their job to preemptively crush our dreams. I think so too. That's why they say that man will never fly without the aid of a machine. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to find out that not only can I fly with the aid of a machine, but I've got alternating orange and white stripes on my tail. Yes. That's the kind of shit we're going to start finding out. Mm-hmm. Man, that is amazing. Brandon, you've already yeah. brought to us some of the best information that I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, thank you. Are they looking into other dinosaurs and what color they are? Because, or are they just going to quit while they're ahead? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it basically implied that it is limited to feathered dinosaurs okay. and okay. having the fossilized imprints or remains or whatever of the feathers to look at. Let me ask you guys this question. Archaeopteryx. Not really a dinosaur. Not really a question. Wow. <laughs> Shut down. You guys are a regular couple of scientists. Yeah. Here, I'm, I'm extending. I have my microscope in my hand. I am extending it out at arm's length, and I am dropping it. Chris Rock style. Jordan. The are, final word. Are, is that honestly the case, that an Archaeopteryx is not a real dinosaur? It's not. It's because a, it can fly? Yeah. I, 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 I'm... I'm I'm reluctant to call it a pterosaur. It's okay. not. It's, it's, uh, I, th- I think it's like a bird-like lizard yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think it's like technically a lizard. Because it doesn't have, I'm, okay. trying, I'm actually There's legitimately trying to remember dinosaur class too. right now. If I'm not mistaken, dinosaur means terrible lizard in Latin. That's correct. So Absolutely. I know for a fact that dinosaurs but, are but, lizards. <laughs> They're as lizardy as they are terrible. Yeah, but but scientifically, what defines a dinosaur is, I think, its hip shape and then its sinus cavity. There's something in its head that specifically is like, well, this is different than that's what defines a, a supermodel. It says a supermodel apart from a regular model. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's the difference. Sure, there's bird-hipped models and there's lizard-hipped models. Exactly. So, for example... And take, some have a venom that take, they can spit. Take Twiggy. Bird-hipped. <laughs> sure. Supermodel Twiggy. Uh, well, anyway, we're, we're mostly going to be talking about dinosaurs on this week's show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Sure. Um, Diplodocus is going to be discussed. Various ichthyosaurs. Uh, also not a dinosaur. Nope. What the fuck? It's not a dinosaur. <laughs> what they, is this? It's a swimming one. There's a it, different yeah. kind of thing when they're swimming. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a dinosaur. Is this, is this a fucking setup? What do, you, do you just think everything is a dinosaur, it sounds like? Yeah. Sounds like you're pretty liberal with your definition of dinosaur. I am not liberal with my definition of dinosaurs. 
What about saber-toothed tigers? That's a dinosaur. No. Mammal. Late ice age. Whoa. Saber-toothed tigers. Check out those fucking chompers. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that time you said you were married to a dinosaur? (laughs) That was also not true. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll have further clarifications when we come back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, gifted artist Brandon Bird. Um, Brandon, you can make up a name tag or a nickname for yourself if you like. Um, You were actually for a while, if I'm remembering this correctly, the other painter of light. Oh, I still am. I still have that domain name. Do you? Yeah. So, so Thomas Kincaid, the painter of light, the painter of light. Uh, he, this guy paints lighthouses and uh, kind of country vaguely, cottages, vaguely religious, glowing country cottages. Yeah, yeah. Things that benefit from having track lighting. They all have hidden yeah. at them. They all have hidden religious uh, codes in them. Sure. As well as like the initials of his family members. Um, and he sells them on the QVC and it outlets in places like Carmel. Sure. Anyways, but he uh, calls himself the painter of light. Yeah, but he you... not, not only calls himself painter of light, he trademarked that phrase. He owns that but you for use in business. But you bought the URL, <laughs> painterofleight.com. he did not buy the URL. Like, <laughs> it, seems, just... it seems surprising to me that he would not be internet savvy. Sure. I and, mean, he, and... knew enough to, he knew enough about other media to help create the film – Thomas Kincaid's <laughs> Christmas Cottage. What was it called? <laughs> Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Condom. Um, and he knew enough about what's hip to cast Chris Elliott in that movie. Are you serious? <laughs> what are you talking yes. about? Chris Elliott is in Thomas Kincaid's Chris. I don't. I'm not. I'm not convinced that it's called Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage. It's something about a cottage and Christmas. But I don't know yeah. if it's specifically Thomas Kincaid's Christmas Cottage. But I do know that Chris Elliott is in it. Because when he was on The Sound of Young America a couple years ago, and I asked him what projects he had uh, in the works, he said, well, of course, I've been cast in Thomas Kincaid's <laughs> Christmas Cottage. Let's see, now you've got my hopes up because I'm going to go to the IMDb and look <laughs> that up and be crushed when I find out he did not play Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> He played creepy masturbator. <laughs> That's what Thomas Kincaid decided to spend his like world of media capital on. Wow. He's like he he got to he got to a place where he was the king of commercial painting. He controlled this whole uh, world of merchandising. He was making tens of millions of dollars a year selling uh, s- selling like robotically made paintings. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he said, "Next, I will make a semi autobiographical film." In the role of Thomas Kincaid, Chris Elliott, <laughs> you know, from Get a Life, he used to be on Letterman a lot. Woogie from There's Something About Mary, you've seen that, I love that movie. Uh, look, if I showed you a picture of Chris Elliott, you would know you who would I was recognize. talking about. He was, on, he was on Everybody Loves Raymond some for a while. No, no, not the guy with the deep voice. That's a different guy. <laughs> no, not Andy Kindler. I don't think we can get Andy Kindler. I'm getting my gun. 
That's how he finishes that. I don't think that he played Thomas Kincaid. I feel like somebody like Peter Fonda played Thomas Kincaid. No, I think, I think. Like someone simultaneously credible and sad. I think I've seen this like on a shelf at a video store. And I think it's some young kid from like a WB type show. Oh. Like Like, uh, I was was kind of. Like James Vanderbeek? Uh, that guy is like 40. <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever the current. Joe Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Joe yeah. Montana? <laughs> Football great Joe Montana? I think he played uh, Thomas Kincaid's dad. Okay. Uh, so, 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 so Thomas Kincaid calls He's... himself the painter of light, and then you bought the URL painter of yeah, light. Yeah, I bought oh. that like, I don't know, seven years ago. Yeah. And. I haven't heard word. No one. blowback. No yeah, blowback. No, no. You have gotten. You have occasionally gotten word from someone who. By occasionally, you mean one time only. <laughs> <laughs> Was someone misled by I, by trying to find Thomas Kincaid's website and finding mine and I being had, just confounded and angry? I had hoped that maybe it had happened since it happened when we were both like 23. <laughs> no, it has uh, not happened. But uh, someone typed t- painteroflight.com into the internet. Yeah. And they got your website looking for Thomas Kincaid and became very upset. Yeah. They were saying I was trying to maliously something or other. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that's not even a word. <laughs> and I, 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 I don't know. It was just like this weird ramblings. I, it's sort of like what I get to get from listeners to WNYC in New York. Just every couple of months, somebody will send me an email saying, you, sir, are no sound of young America. You must be 50 years old. <laughs> I've got some uh, YouTube comments recently uh, referring to me as chubby. <laughs> I noticed a lot of YouTube comments. You made a great video, Jordan, for Fuel, your uh, employer, Fuel sure. TV, where you did an interview with uh, super celebrity Megan Fox. Yes. Um, uh, where you were, you were playing yourself as though you couldn't bring yourself, as though you were so desperately in love with Megan Fox that you couldn't make sentences or words. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Sure. I thought it was... I did this at a press junket. Yeah. So, yes. And um, uh, I I noticed quite a number of YouTube comments that didn't seem to understand that it was a bit. Yeah. uh, From, I'm guessing, big Megan Fox fans? Yeah. A lot of people being mad at me for wasting her time. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of a main complaint people have. Why would he waste her time like that? I, I don't understand. Megan Fox has places to be. I mean, the part that the part that baffled me was just the idea of the Megan Fox fan. And I can understand. Here's I'm just going to draw a line here for okay. you. I can understand why someone would like to go see a Megan Fox movie, mm-hmm. and I can understand why someone would type Megan Fox into <laughs> Google in an attempt to find the raciest picture available of Megan Fox. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm not particularly into Megan Fox, but I understand both of those things. Those are both things that make a lot of sense to me. She's a beautiful woman. That's the basis of her career. Often photographed arching her back. Exactly. And you know, she, she's got fans who are out there. They want to see her arch her back. That I can understand. Sure. That somebody goes to see Transformers three, you know, rise of the Beetlebots. They can go see it and see Megan Fox. 
The thing that I don't understand wait, 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 wait. is Beetlebots are not part of the Transformer canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Jesse, you're getting into GoBots territory, and that's when things get all fucked up. So don't. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to fuck with you guys. This is worse than when you made the mistake regarding the Duckaverse, <laughs> the universe containing Ducktales, Darkwing Duck, and Tailspin. <laughs> is Tailspin part of that? I no, I think Tailspin is part of that continuity. Uh, I think all like in the in the their equivalent of the forties. I think yeah, yeah, it's not contemporary. I think that uh, the fact that that the bear from the Jungle Book was involved in uh, in in one of those things sort of blew my mind to the extent that I couldn't wrap it around the other shit. I think we talked once on Jordan Jesse Go about how when I was little I would get confused because uh, there was one Mister T on the A team, one Mister T in the wrestling, <laughs> and one Mister T in the cartoon show. And I couldn't understand why there was three different Mr. T's. I think that happened to me also with the two different bears from the Jungle Book. I can't remember what the bear from the Jungle Book's name is. It's Baloo. Oh, Baloo. There you go. They're both Baloo, but like, I didn't realize it at the time, but the Baloo and Tailspin had fingers. Wait, so they added fingers? And the one in the Jungle Book just Mm. had claws. Well, because you can't fly a plane with claws unless yeah. you so unless it's ADA so compliant. You're saying this is some sort of branching timeline. I should say, excuse me, BDA compliant. The Bears with Disabilities <laughs> Act. <laughs> Actually, excuse me, BNA. The ba- Bears with Normal Abilities Act because yeah, it's because, normal for a bear to have claws. Yeah. It's actually technically a disability for a bear to have fingers because it's harder for him to slap salmon out of the river. Yeah, or to get honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love exactly. Uh, um, I, you know, I love hearing about worlds with continuity that people keep up on. I, uh, I have a buddy who has been into professional wrestling since he was a kid and still keeps up with it and explained to me all of the reboots and all of the like storylines that were dropped. I love hearing about There's that There's reboots in professional wrestling? Yeah, I guess so. Was it when they when they when the WWF got sued by the World Wildlife I, Federation? <laughs> so it was part of it. And they made, when Hulk Hogan fought that panda. So if, if, if Dwayne Johnson goes off to make movies, do they hire like a new guy to play The Rock? Also, I should also say that uh, it was because the panda was bogarting all of the bamboo shoots. Sure. Um, no, you know, I, I, I think, I think when someone leaves, there's some sort of exit storyline, but I think the part I was more interested in was when, uh, you know, like someone like The Undertaker, for instance, who, you know, was popular 20 years ago and is still popular now, like how they... Wait, The Undertaker still exists? Yeah, they, and they, and I guess they tease him a lot. They tease him and they'll, the, and I guess... When you say tease, are you talking about tease in the broadcasting sense, like The Undertaker is coming up, or they mock The Undertaker? <laughs> no, no, in the burlesque sense. Okay. They do a sensual fan <laughs> dance in front of The Undertaker. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Does this have anything to do with turn-of-the-20th-century vaudeville and silent film star Foxy Grandpa? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, Sorry. I just wondered if he was part of that continuity. I don't think that he is. Are you familiar with the Foxy Grandpa continuity? Because it's multimedia. You've got the the vaudeville stage, the silent screen, and of course, the Sunday comic strips. (laughs) Right. Not to mention the Magic Lantern shows (laughs) where he's featured. Um, No, you know, I think what, I guess, you know, The Undertaker dies and then gets resurrected a lot. And then, you know, it's a big deal when he comes back. And yeah, I don't know. I love hearing about this. If anyone wants to... 
write me a detailed description of the continuity of something, I would love to read it. Can I? Can Jordan I, Jesse Go at gmail.com. Can I tell you? Um, uh, can I tell you something about uh, Darkwing Duck from the Duck Universe? Sure, the Duckiverse. Go ahead. Um, my childhood best friend uh, Peter and I were very close, as childhood best friends are, are known to be. And um, one time, I was a year older than him, and maybe maybe one time when I was about. I want to say maybe eight, and he was seven. We got in a big discussion, maybe nine and eight. Uh, we got in a big discussion about Darkwing Duck. And um, he insisted that it was called Darkwing Duck. I, of course, thought it was called Duckwing Duck. <laughs> Could you I not read? I just had forgotten, or I didn't watch it that much. I, oh. But I was certain it was called Duckwing Duck. <laughs> because I could remember the song, you know. Duck, wing, duck, let's get dangerous. And I bet him $2. Wow. That it was called Duckwing Duck. Did you honestly believe that, or were you, I, just, were no. you just sticking to your guns? I absolutely, sincerely believed it was called wow. Duckwing Duck. I, I just, I, I want to go back to Jordan's <laughs> comment here about, can't you read? <laughs> like, what, <laughs> the, what? the text is on, I mean, at the end of a theme song that you uh, claim to remember. That's what's that's what's so strange. I mean, I was reading like <laughs> I was reading very well at the time. And uh uh yeah, I I I bet him $2, but here's the thing. It was this was before the internet uh was, you know, in in people's homes. And so uh, there was no way to immediately check whether it was called Darkwing Duck or Duckwing Duck. The TV listings. Well, Brandon, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we didn't have your you fucking. Could have, you could have called the station manager. NCIS yeah. fucking CSI skills that you have <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> we didn't have them as eight year olds to do our own independent investigations, Kenneth Starr style. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. You would have been. I think this whole thing that you're persecuting. 10 or 11, I think that I think. this whole thing that you're persecuting is for political gain and not because of principle. Mm, I did receive a. Yep, yep. I know it. Mm-hmm. He's he, I I am he's getting on he's getting hand, payroll. He's getting handouts <laughs> from, from dark, Big Duck from the, from, from the Disney Afternoon lobbyists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I bet him. I bet Peter. You think I just pulled those facts about Baloo's fingers out of the air? No, those are your talking points that exactly. they give to you. I bet Peter two dollars, and it was it was it was after the afternoon, or it was on a weekend or something. We didn't uh, we, we didn't see each other all the time. And uh, and I figured out not that long after that it was called Darkwing Duck by watching the show and reading <laughs> the title. And uh, I never paid him his $2. Wow. Well, you better pay up. Huh? He never brought it up. He never said to me, you owe me $2 because you thought it was Duckwing Duck and I knew it was Darkwing Duck. But I never paid him. And I still kind of feel bad about yeah, that. Yeah, doesn't it eat you alive inside? It's like, what is this? Uh, we're, t- we're looking at almost 20 years later. I, I think your friend was just a stand-up guy who uh, didn't want to take advantage of a, yeah. a slow friend. A slow non-reader. <laughs> yeah. Look, different people get different abilities at different times. I had a hard time reading, and that's... For like 10 years. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> Your character assassination is not why we invite... We invited you on this program because you're a gifted artist and a charming guy. Not because we wanted you to come in here and assassinate our characters. And by ours, I mean specifically mine. Yeah, mine's still sterling. (laughs) 
Mine is still just, just. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spit shine on it. Try this on for size, Jordan. Whoa! I'm gonna take your, I'm gonna take your character down a notch. Just try right here. I am beyond reproach. And right now, okay. Hey, Brandon. Yes. Uh, did you drink during the day at all today? Um. Yes, like uh, water. Oh no! Some cola. I'm talking about devil juice, alcohol, adult beverages. Oh no! You wouldn't do something like that, would you? No, because the sun's still up. Because outside of your occasional lapses into character assassination, <laughs> you're a man of character, correct? Uh, I, th- I think so. Well, Brandon, let me say this. Just like your constituents, Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> Launchpad McQuack, <laughs> it's and him. of course... Gizmo Duck. Look, yeah. this, I, 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 Brandon has done some fucked up shit for Scrooge McDuck. Sure. But one swim in that treasure pit. <laughs> and, yeah. and you do almost anything. Uh, what they don't tell you about that treasure pit is about five feet down, there's a layer of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> what you do is that's you just, why he pops back out so aggressively. he's so filled with energy. <laughs> that's why he pops back out and immediately starts cleaning his apartment. Uh, <laughs> Um, um, me, myself, Brandon, I'm a teetotaler. I, I don't drink alcohol at all. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, I, you know, certainly if other people want to indulge in an occasional libation, uh, in the evening after dark when they're celebrating with friends, mm-hmm. perhaps after work with colleagues, then certainly that's maybe a reasonable thing to do. a new baby. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> These are all situations <laughs> where one might want to enjoy a fine wine or spirit, or perhaps even a, a brood beer. Mm-hmm. Jordan, I'm going to throw this question over to you. Sure. With regard to having <laughs> drank and, drunk and drinked, drinkle alcohol <laughs> during the day. Just say it. You can't read. Admit <laughs> it. I'm sick of you putting on airs. You can't read. I'm the R. Kelly of podcasting. Wait, can R. Kelly not read? R. Kelly can't read. What? Of course he can. Nope. Illiterate. What? He's illiterate. I no, read it in Vibe magazine. True. I read it in Vibe magazine. How illiterate? He can read a little tiny bit. What? I, he knows what a stop sign is. Wait, did you did you read it in an art, uh, an editorial saying I can't read by R. Kelly? <laughs> it was a confessional interview with R. Kelly about how he's can't read. Wow, isn't that horrible? I I I don't know how to feel about it. I don't think I formed an opinion about R. Kelly. I mean, I know he peed on people. Yeah, I know that sometimes his songs are crazy. He peed on specifically. He peed on a teenage girl. Sure. Uh, I thought Trapped in the Closet was really funny. Yeah. Uh, but no, other than that, I don't have an opinion about him. People, um, uh, R. Kelly, I, I have an opinion about R. Kelly, and I feel like I have a weird relationship, and we'll get back to, uh, your immorality in a second, Jordan. I feel like I have a weird relationship to, both to R. Kelly, Jordan, you're really going to knock over that entire, uh, bookcase that's behind you that you've bumped into a few times. Keeps shaking and terrifying me. Um, uh, I have a weird relationship to R. Kelly because most of the, mostly R. Kelly has two kinds of fans. One is his true fans. Uh, these are people that love uh, I Believe I Can Fly. Okay. Um, I cannot relate to these people because I sure don't love I Believe I Can Fly. The theme to Space Jam. Um, yes, exactly. This is something, uh, speaking of which, 
is I believe I can fly Warner Brothers canonical. Oh, right. Is it from Marvin the Martian? Sure. Is that in the Marvin the Martian canon? Um, okay, so... Yeah, I, I don't think Space Jam is canonical, but you can... Okay. Space Jam is happening in an alternate timeline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Do you know, I... Weirdly, you, you The Undertaker the, is because in Space Jam. Because why was Bill Murray playing himself, but Wayne Knight was playing a character? Yeah, no, that's When that's Wayne Knight is much more famous than Bill Murray. Sure. <laughs> Uh, uh, at the time. Okay, though, so I'm. Uh, well, let's go. Let's focus on you know. On our oh wait, hold here. on, real quick. Okay. While I'm wondering about timelines, here's sure. just a question I want to pose to people: Does the Super Mario universe have uh, have continuity? I would like someone to answer that. Sorry, continue. Brandon, you seem like the kind of guy who could answer that question. I we didn't have a Nintendo. Okay, mm. so we're we're gonna Mario, have to throw that. I have no. Did you have? Or did you have a to. Sega? We had a Sega Master. You know, I noticed you have a great painting called "No One Wants to Play Sega with Harrison Ford," and it's yeah. uh, a sad Harrison Ford. Carry <laughs> he's barefoot in jeans that are a little too long for him, and he's carrying a Sega Master System with the zapper. Uh, while some happy kids play Nintendo on beanbags and he's looking grumpy. Anyways, it, th- so that's from personal experience? Well, not the experience of like being sad because we had a Sega. You were sad for other it reasons. Was, it was, I was trying, yeah. You were sad because your mother died. My mom's just fine. <laughs> I hope. Um, but I, I, I'll have I, to kill her to preserve my continuity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, we had a Sega. So, but you weren't and, and you didn't was, feel alienated because of it? No, not really. Except when I was asked to be in a video game art show, and I was like, "Well, I don't know anything about Mario. I can't paint Mario. I could draw a picture of Alex Kidd, but no one would know who that was." Sure. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> "I, I gotta would. come up with something that has the Master System in it." Mm-hmm. And so it was like, "Oh wait, I'll use sort of the the alienation that's yeah. associated with the Master System." Okay, so turn that into a, a work. We're we're getting a little bit. We're 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 getting a few too many layers deep in the onion here. <laughs> I don't know if I can pull us out without a notepad, but I think we'll start with R. Kelly, and then we'll get to you drinking. Okay, okay sure. So he has these true fans. They love his horrible songs. And R. Kelly, you would and you would consider. I believe I can fly a horrible song. Hey, what about a Gotham City off the Batman and Robin soundtrack? <laughs> These are the kinds of songs. It's a song about Gotham City. <laughs> yeah, and I think the lyrics are like "City of Justice, <laughs> City of Hope." <laughs> These are Gotham the City. Is it up tempo? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Wow, you're saying it's no bat dance? No. Okay. I, I think it's. I think it's better. Wait, are you saying that Gotham City by R. Kelly is better than Bat Dance by Prince? I listened to Bat Dance by Prince recently, and I was surprised at how much I enjoyed it, given that it is a, basically a dance mix of sound clips from the movie Bat Dance. Yeah, isn't there no <laughs> Prince singing in it? No, but it's actually a surprisingly enjoyable song. <laughs> I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Okay, so R. Kelly, he has these real fans. These are, at this point in his career... Um, he has so nurtured this fan base of largely uh, women who are sort of like the kind of women who would – some of them are the kind of women who would be into Brian McKnight mm-hmm. and some of them are that but a little bit sort of trashy or, or trashier or ditzier. So they like the fact that R. Kelly is kind of more of a weird, shitty Lothario figure. Um, so that's one group of fans. The other group of fans is this group of fans that loves uh, Trapped in the Closet because it's hilarious. Sure. And they're kind of scornful of R. Kelly. Um, R. Kelly, no. Uh, 
R. Kelly knows how ridiculous Trapped in the Closet is and gets a kick out of it himself. Well, here's, here's, here was my opinion on Trapped in the Closet. Let me know if this is off base or not. You would know more than I would. Uh, Trapped in the Closet was done in two blocks. And it seemed like the first block of Trapped in the Closet was... And this was, you know, uh, pretty cut and dry. It all kind of happens within a house and kind of in these parameters. And nothing really weird happens. Uh, The first block of Trapped in the Closet seemed earnest. Right. And it was bad. Right. And hilariously bad. But then I think he pulled a... You know, like, God, uh, I wish I could think of an example other than The Room. Right. Uh, but, like, when He claimed that it, it all it along, was it all was intentionally for done. camp value. Here's and, then, what... and then the second block of Wrapped in the Closet had, like, midgets and, like, crazy, you know, redneck mm-hmm. ladies and stuff. So I think he, he – it seems like that – Here's that wasn't the, thing. the purpose, but Ar- he made it the purpose? The aura, as yeah. I call him. Sure. Um, he also made a song called Sex Planet. Okay. Um, that uses various planets as metaphors for sexual acts he's going to perform on a woman and includes, uh, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm working from memory, multiple Uranus uh, puns. Sure. How, what's, what is, what's Jupiter? What does I Jupiter do? I, do? I, 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 I don't, I, it's been a long time since I've listened to Sex Planet. But Pluto. I think, I want to be clear here. I, th- I don't think that R. Kelly made Trapped in the Closet as a joke. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm suggesting. I think that he just thinks it's awesome. Okay. He and he thinks it's awesome to do something crazy. Okay. Um and he is also n- not the greatest lyrical craftsman. Mm-hmm. Um he's better with funny ideas and melodies. So um he and that you know you can understand the man is illiterate. <laughs> so <laughs> So um, I think he maybe got himself a little tied up when he started to introduce midgets and whatnot into, because it rhymed with something, uh, entrapped in the closet. And I think definitely the second time around, he was like, wait a minute, I thought this was crazy and awesome, and people think that I'm an idiot and was doing it seriously. (laughs) And so I'd better do one where it's clear that it's a joke. Mm -hmm. So the the first one wasn't ne- wasn't necessarily a joke, but it was it was aware of its own ridiculousness. Okay, there's the fine line there, but it's true. Now I I see myself as following sort of a a third path of R. Kelly fandom, which is this: while I will enjoy listening once to uh, one of R. Kelly's ridiculous songs, like a Sex Planet. Uh, which is a pretty solid record, actually, besides the fact that it's completely About composed of yeah, puns, puns. puns and metaphors based around the various planets and interstellar bodies. Sure. I don't think he knows all of the different planets, so it's just some different planets, some of the The, the dirtier-sounding planets. Exactly. Like yeah. Venus and Earth. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, I, I can enjoy those songs. And I don't enjoy uh, I don't enjoy your "I Believe I Can Fly" torch songs, um, which are just too much dumbness for me. However, if you want to talk about Ignition Remix, uh, which is uh, the remix to Ignition, fresh and hot out the kitchen, sure, 
Oh, fuck yeah. Sign me up for 10 of those. That's one of my all-time favorites. You don't don't remember that that song? I don't. uh -uh. It's the remix to Ignition. It's fresh and hot out the kitchen. Got mama rolling that party. I mean, I think I I hear you, you know, softly singing it to yourself when you're doing things. We sipping on Coke and rum. No, uh uh-uh. I mean, I I, I don't think I've heard it in the wild. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to have me some fun. I mean, I think I've heard you sing it before, but I I I haven't heard it. You know what my favorite part is? That part you just sang? No, no. I, it's a different part. Oh, you're saving it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Chris Styles popping in the stretch navigator. <laughs> Got food everywhere as if the party was catered. It he's is drinking, literally he's catered. in the car? I think he had li- was literally catered. It's not really an as-if situation. It's not technically a metaphor. Yeah. I think he did cater it. I don't think he made all the sandwiches yeah, well, to catering standards. The semantics are complicated. But that song is a fucking jam, <laughs> okay, number one. Sure. And number two, Sounds like it. R. Kelly made this, um, this double album called Happy People, You Save Me. Mm-hmm. One of them is all uh, sort of... This was in the aftermath of him having pissed on an underage girl on, and videotaped it for his own enjoyment. Um, he made this double album. One of them is this sort of gospel album semi-gospel album. One of them is this album of songs uh, for Stepping, which is this kind of partnered dancing that people do in Chicago. Uh, uh, Mostly, it seems like, from videos I've seen of people doing it, mostly like uh, 38-year-old black people. Um, It's like, it's this wonderful kind of partner dancing. It all has the same, this whole album is specifically for this one tiny subculture. And it's fucking great. It's so great. It, like, okay. anytime I'm sad, I can listen to that. I believe you. And I feel bad because I don't know how to relate to either of the other groups of R. Kelly fans. Because I don't want to just be like, you know, you shouldn't enjoy him ironically. Because he is outrageously bad in his own way. <laughs> but at the same time, I think he knows that he's being a goofus. So I feel like it's sort of like... As opposed to a gallant. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I feel like it's a, it's a little bit mean and also possibly a little bit racist, the, the way people relate to him. I'm not saying definitely, but possibly um, the, the way that they assume that he's not in on the joke. Um, and, but then on the other hand, you're not going to catch me fucking listening to and sincerely enjoying I Believe I Can Fly. Okay. Thanks, Jordan. I just needed to get that off my chest. No problem. Your, your, uh, your acceptance... Sure. Of I'm I'm saying you just said all of that. Okay. Let's get that. back to you drinking during the day, Jordan. <laughs> oh, yeah, why don't we? Uh yeah, so I I uh I drank uh in the middle of the day today, which is not something I usually do. Uh I feel like I'm if I if I if I pass the two beer mark, uh I've got two options. Uh go nap nap. <laughs> go sleepy sleep uh or turn into a boob uh and one of the problems is yes um if you're at work you're having a work lunch or if it's just even if it's just an afternoon you're having lunch with friends sure you might not have your binky so it might be hard not yeah to, yeah to i go don't have my nap. binky uh and anyway so that happened today i uh over the course of this kind of afternoon shooting outdoors uh i had about five beers uh and then i had to <laughs> stop and then come over here and i feel insane Right now, I currently feel insane. What I don't kind know of what shit are you thinking about doing? Uh, all kinds of stuff. Okay, let's talk about it. Uh, removing my shoes. Okay. 
uh, going out of doors and living there. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking about pulling a, a, a move uh, like our like our old friend from our uh, KZSE days, Bob DeBolt. Sure, absolutely. The 65-year-old man who lived who under lived a tarp in the woods. And uh, carried <laughs> food in Ziploc bags. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, uh, Brandon, uh, yeah. thoughts on drinking in the morning, drinking in the afternoon, drinking in the non-designated bar times? Uh, I mean, I can't even make it to one beer. Oh, you can't like, finish I a beer? Such, uh, like, I, yeah, uh, I'll just be like, oh, that's filling. <laughs> that's enough for me. I am satiated and full sure. drinking that half a beer. So, wait, so do you not, do you not... Do you not ingest hard liquor either? Uh, I kind I, I will, but I'm not like oh, I gotta go drinking. I gotta go drinking. It's like sure, sure. not like you, <laughs> not like me, who's uh, an amoral. Yeah, it's what? like if you're, if you're I having fun, it can make it more fun. If you were but, shooting, how yeah. did you come to drink five beers? Were there no soft drinks available? Uh, no, I mean it was just kind of the 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 culture of what was going on. I mean, everybody was having beers, and then I was having them, and it was it was you know it was it was fun. We were having a nice time. That's kind of time. amazing. The whole it's sort of like uh, what I'm imagining right now is like the craziest company picnic ever. Being your day-to-day workplace. Yeah, no. I mean, this was with some kind of alternate dude. This was with some skateboard dudes. Okay. Uh, these are not my usual co-workers. These are some dudes who this is was their it lifestyle. That, now, hold on. Was it that scary Nazi dude that came over to my house one time <laughs> no, it was to not, tape voiceover? Uh, it was not Dwayne Peters. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is just kind of how these guys work. They are drink throughout the dayers, and they've gotten used to this, and they can function, and I'm sure right now they don't feel insane. Are these, prof- are you talking about professional uh, professional television guys who are from the skateboard culture, or professional skateboard guys who, who you're occasionally do television? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, yeah, I am... Uh, I would think that if you were a skateboard guy, this is a lifestyle that requires precision. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I mean, well, these, I, I I, not to say anything bad about them, but they are not famous skateboard guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're not maybe competing at a very high level. But I would say that it, the the lower the level that you're competing at yeah. in this area, the more significant and frequent the negative consequences yeah. of drinking too much during the day would say, let's say, confront you. Sure. Uh, yeah. They're... In the form of, say, a bruise or abrasion. Sure. Uh, a rolled ankle. Yeah. A shinner. Yeah. These are all things. Uh, uh, maybe yes. Can't can't speak to that. All I know is that these guys were keen on drinking in the afternoon, and I kind of went with it. Yeah, I imagine a professional skateboarder is just constantly operating on, like, Winston Churchill levels of stress. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention Winston Churchill levels of drunkenness. Yeah. I would like it if they were operating on Winston Churchill level, levels of decorum, uh, specifically in the area of dress, sure. and also if they were operating in Winston Churchill levels of fatness, <laughs> and generally Tweedledum and Tweedledee-esque body shape, <laughs> because that um, would make skateboarding a lot more fun to watch. Um, yeah, um, so I don't... Uh, this this uh, This really brought to light how I interact with alcohol and and I I 
would maybe like to think that I'm a better drinker, but I guess I'm just not. I guess it's all or nothing for me. I guess it's, I guess it's, uh, uh, you know, have a sip of something or turn into a boob because now I'm, I, I'm totally effective less. Uh, I am not effective. I'm saying effective less. You're unaffective. I'm unaffective. Uh, and I don't feel like I'm doing a good job on the podcast and, uh, and I think I'm going to like. If I gave you the SAT right now. Sure. Your score would come up R. Kelly. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so. You'd call so, the hotline. Yeah. They'd say Kells. Sure. And I, so I don't know, like, I mean, I guess I would like to be a better drinker. I think I turn into a boob too easily. Okay. Uh, which is something I'm concerned about. I'd like to be one of those. And I think I'm fun. When you say you turn into a boob, are you, do you feel like you're pursuing uh, in, in, con- activities with negative consequences? No. Are no, you no, no. starting fights? No. and that's. And are that's... you making friends with that scary Nazi skateboarder guy? <laughs> uh, no. I think I'm just loud and not as funny as I think I am. And... Uh... Yeah, I think just maybe I just am drunker than everybody else in the room. Uh, so anyway, so I would like to, I mean, I would like to become someone who can, you know, drink. I, I don't know. Is it a, it's not a goal to be someone who could drink throughout the day, but I would, I would feel better if I was able to. Well, I think. If I had the skill. I mean, actually, Jordan, it's funny that you brought this up and wanted to talk about this. Um, uh, the reason why Brandon and I, you're, two closest friends sure. have you here today My two college chums is not actually to do a podcast oh boy this is what's oh called oh boy this is what's called an intervention here it comes you're not drinking enough throughout the day hmm. and when you do drink enough to, throughout the day you behave like a boob hmm. wow. we'd like you to drink more and hmm. more consistently so that you can control your behavior while severely influenced by alcohol. Yeah. Do you want to say some ways in which my not drinking enough has hurt you? Yeah. Um, uh, recently, mm-hmm. we were at uh, the MaximumFun.org company picnic, mm-hmm. and um, we were each taking turns taking a swing at the piñata, mm-hmm. um, which is a sort of Mexican candy donkey. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and, um, Brandon, you were there. You, you remember this. Um, Brandon, uh, uh, Brandon was scheduled to go up first. Um, he, of course, ha- had been drinking a lot and missed the piñata. Um, you were scheduled to go up second. Me, third. And then the children who were at the party. Sure. Big time Gene O'Neill's various illegitimate children. <laughs> right. Also Ashcons. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, oh, yes, those two fuck machines. <laughs> and uh, I remember I was excited that I'd get to take some swings, but I knew that because we had all been drinking so much, there was no way we would ruin it for the children. Mm. But, of course, on your first swing, yeah. being as sober as you were, you cracked the head off of that piñata or... Mexican candy donkey. And spilled the candy for everyone, and then you went ahead and collected most of it for yourself. And specifically, I think you got almost all of the Bitto honeys, and I was really hoping for some Bitto honeys. Yeah, wow. Uh... I'm sorry, I, I don't. I that's I I wrote that letter to you because <laughs> you, I care about you. Sealed, you. you sealed it. You never mailed it. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if I should just just swear off midday alcohol completely, or if there's some sort of training regimen that I can. Have you can? Here's a question. Maybe I'm speaking out of school when sure. I suggest this, but. Do you think that you might uh, benefit from, say, drinking three beers rather than five beers? Uh, uh, I think I would feel not as insane, but still insane. Or alternating beers with shots. You know, just oh, you know what? That's it. That's actually, you know what? That's the <laughs> That's one I'm what doing. That's the one alternate. I'm doing. Yeah, beer shot, beer shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, beer shot, beer shot. I'm trying to think of a funny rhyme. <laughs> Beer shot, beer shot, then a boob become you'll not. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's actually the old, the old uh, wives' that's rhyme I old, was thinking of. The old wives' rhyme. Sure. <laughs> As R. Kelly would put it. <laughs> beer shot, be- beer shot, become so successful you'll soon buy a yacht. <laughs> I think that's the old wives' rhyme, isn't it? I think that is the wives' rhyme, hmm. or W.R. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so two questions for the uh, for the for the community. Uh huh. One is there c- continuity in Super Mario Brothers? Right. <laughs> two. How do I become better at drinking in the afternoon? Uh, answers answers uh, for Jordan two zero six nine eight four four fun is our phone number, or you can email us at jjgo at maximumfun dot org. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. On uh, specifically, Jordan, does new Super Mario Brothers Wii take place in the same universe as Super Mario Three? Okay. Do you want to bring <laughs> do you want to bring that one Fred Savage movie into this? Oh, The Wizard? Oh, I don't know if that yeah. Also, what about the John Leguizamo Super Mario Brothers movie? Is that not part canon. of the continuity? No, not canon. I can pretty much I can pretty much uh, say that definitively. Okay. Uh we'll be back in just a second on Jordan <laughs> Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, the great Brandon Bird. Yo. Um, Jordan Jesse Go t shirts, my friend. Yeah. These are probably the best t shirts that money can buy. Sure. Certainly the most attractive t shirts that money can buy. Soft, durable. Um, one of the most, uh, flattering t-shirts that money can buy. A nice length. Uh, beautiful length, beautiful hand. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about fabrics, you're going to want to talk about hand. Oh yeah. And if you're talking about these Jordan Jesse Go t-shirts, you're talking about a fine hand, a fine hmm. hand. Um, two designs. We're talking about one. It's a classy red on heathered black. I bet you didn't know Heathered Black even existed. No. It does, and it's awesome. It's really cool. It's classy. <laughs> says JJ Go on it. Yeah. One has our beautiful profiles. Sure. So somebody's going to come up to you and say, hey, who are those two fat nerds on your chest? <laughs> <laughs> who are those fatsos? <laughs> and you'll say, oh, those are my internet friends, Jordan yeah. and Jesse. And they'll say, do you know them? In, do you, have you ever met them in real life? And you'll say, yes, once at a meetup. And that will prove that you're not a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> The other one just says JJ Go. Both very handsome. Both very available at maximumfun.org. Along with a bunch of uh, along with a bunch of uh, other awesome stuff. It's all at uh, maxfunstore.com. Maxfunstore.com. Or if you're ever at maximumfun.org, you can always click through the link there in the uh, brought to you by in the upper right hand corner. Uh, but maxfunstore.com for all this cool stuff, and you can even. Hmm? I'm just going to throw this out there. Sure. They will give you a price break if you buy, buy three shirts. Now, I know what you're saying, Jordan. I've yeah. got, I'm choosing one Sound of Young America shirt, 
one Jordan Jesse Go shirt. That's all the shirts I need. I only need one from each. Yeah. And I don't want the Max Fun shirt because I'm a dick. But I do want the price break. Now, Brandon. Yes. I want, I'm just checking in with you here. Is there a solution to this problem? I, I, hopefully we're thinking about the same okay. solution here. We're, but, we're, yeah, if I'm familiar with the Max Fun store. Right. Which I think I am. Just a sure, little bit. Sure, absolutely. I think you, you visited the Max Fun yeah, store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of the Topatico family, family of, of stores. stores. Yes. So basically anything else on their site counts as that extra item yeah, to get but the discount. I, but here's the thing. If I'm not buying a, show, a shirt about my favorite podcast, I want it to be something artistic but also delightful. And I find that – I find that there's not enough fine art available in T-shirt form and also that the fine art that is available in T-shirt form is insufficiently delightful. And it's also really hard to find something that's related to like Law & Order or whatever. Well, it's funny you should say that exact precise combination of attributes, but I also have some T-shirts for sale on the Topatico family of stores. Holy shit. So you're telling me that if I type in maxfunstore.com into the internet, it'll take me directly to the Maximum Fun store. I can select which Maximum Fun-related T-shirts I want, and then all I have to do is go up up to the left-hand navigation bar and go up to Brandon Bird, click on Brandon Bird, and then I can get other cool T-shirts and a price break? That's entirely correct. You can go to all the other little links Why am I listening to a podcast right now? (laughs) I don't know. I gotta get out of here. Jesse, they can do both holy moly a podcast is just audio it's just audio it doesn't require any other kind of attention maxfunstore.com <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse go yes it's jordan jesse go i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy detective brandon bird no nickname what happened to painter of light oh okay I like Painter of Life. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. I just forgot the whole first yeah. hour of this program. That's um, you guys watch the Antiques Roadshow, right? No. Nope. No? Nope. No. New topic. Monster Quest. That's a show I You guys do watch. watch the Antiques Roadshow. You guys are just, you guys are just t- pulling my no, leg. No, uh-uh. What do you watch? Collector's Corner on FX? Surf I, Fresh Daily? I basically watch the Futurama movies over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to talk about that. Um, you guys have seen the Antiques Roadshow, right? I don't think I've ever even seen I'm aware of the concept of it. I know what those two words individually mean. <laughs> 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 Although you're uh, a little confused by the combination of road and show. Oh, yeah. It's like a, it's like a medicine, right. traveling medicine show, a road show. Yeah, and they're like trying to sell antiques like as like a dragon. cure-all. I'll, I'll yeah. explain to you. A kind of tonic, an elixir. Yeah, if they're, you like, will. they're like, buy this... 16th century porcelain thingamabobber will cure you right up. You're dropsy. I'm going to talk to you about something really important that happened on the Antiques Roadshow this week. Okay. Probably Uh, wasn't important. My wife and I... Probably wasn't. Just saying. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to... If you watched Antiques Roadshow... We don't. Then you would already know... We don't. For example, Mm -hmm. about Roadshow F. Tompkins... The appraiser on the Antiques Roadshow who looks and dresses like Paul F. Tompkins. Okay. That's just one example of the shit that you're missing out on here. Sure. But this is more important than that. Much more important. Mm-hmm. My, my wife and I enjoy, my wife Teresa and I enjoy watching the Antiques Roadshow every Monday evening at 8 uh, right here in Los Angeles God. on KCET Public Television. God, you guys are gay. Um, we oh, love so gay. We love to check out here. If, you don't, if you're not familiar with the Roadshow, here's what it is. They go to a town... 
uh, host Mark L. Wahlberg, uh, a.k.a. the <laughs> world's shittiest Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> so you think regular Mark Wahlberg is better? Oh, Ray, if, if Ray, I would, I think, I don't just think he's better overall. Mm-hmm. I think he would be better at hosting the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> and you're taking into account the movie Max Payne. I am. I think, I think Mark L. Wahlberg is probably the single worst television host on television. Wow. And you continue to love the show. Oh, God, do I love it. Is there, this but based on the concept or is he it? Does, he does very little on this show. Okay. He does one segment in the middle and he does intros and outros, which are weird combinations of green screen or not green screen. Like it's completely random yeah. whether it's going to be green screened in or not green screened in. Like maybe they shoot one every time they're on location, but sometimes they don't use it because the sound kind of comes out badly. Okay. So they just shoot it later in the green screen studio. So but, it's like the use of subtitles versus dubbing on Iron Chef. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, uh, that is totally random, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, he does he does have this one regular uh he does have one regular segment in the middle where whatever city the roadshow is in he'll go and check out say uh bathing beauty figurines in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. So it's like a classic Atlantic City thing or he'll a regional furniture type or or just something that's it was specific to where they are. Um that's fucking a snooze every time. Just a super snooze every time. As opposed in to the rest of the show. To the rest of the antiques Which show. is dynamic. There's also this creepy moment at the end where he does the outro to the show and then as the credits start to roll, he turns, he he does it on the floor of a convention center with all these people waiting to have their objects appraised behind him. He turns and walks away from the camera and in the exact same sort of show hosting uh, tone, he surprises someone who's waiting in line by talking to them in a completely innocuous kind of like after the credits start rolling way, not in an interview type way, but uh, in that way that like, uh, you know, Pat Sajak is talking to a contestant as they go to commercial. Sure. Um, he'll just go up to somebody and say, so what have you got there? And they'll be like, ah, yeah, huh? It's horrible. It just makes me so uncomfortable. And but, then and then you look down and he's hanging the brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I hate Mark L. Wahlberg, okay. but I I love the Road Show, and uh, my wife and I watch it. And and uh, like many people, I'm sure who watch the Road Show, you have this thing where like you see something really great and you say, "Oh, if I was rich, I would buy that." Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not in the business. I'm not in a position with the amount of money I make to be buying antiques left and right for sure. retail price. Um, you know, I, I can buy something in an estate sale at a garage sale. You can certainly steal an antique. Oh, of course. I mean, given my skill or, set. Or make one and wait. Given my, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make something. Pass away. I mean, given, given, given A, my skills as a lockpick, mm-hmm. and B, my facility with uh, dovetailing, certainly either of those options. Sure. No, I thought you said ducktailing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tailing. start it's that pronounced again. Dark tailing. <laughs> Um, uh, so, Duck ducking. So basically what, what happens on the show is they have this group of experts. They have an expert on every kind of antique. And uh, a person will bring in some item and they'll put it up on a pedestal and they'll say, you know, where'd you get it? They'll tell the story, oh, it's been in my family for 150 years or whatever. And they'll say, oh, I bought it at a garage sale for 30 cents. And then the appraiser will talk about its history and uh, talk about why it's special or why it isn't special and uh, and, and then they'll say, and, and at auction, it would earn X amount. 
Although sometimes, to be fair, they'll give the retail value, and sometimes uh, they'll give the insurance value. I don't understand why they can't just get everybody on the same page there. <laughs> yeah. The auction value, the insurance value, or the retail value. Pick one. Okay. That's, that's beside These the point. These are some hilarious observations, <laughs> by the way. These are really good. So... This is Seinfeld in his heyday. <laughs> so <laughs> what is the deal? There are, the Groucho. There are you like my Seinfeld impression. <laughs> there are certainly what is the deal? There are certainly um, uh, objects in any Antiques Roadshow that anyone would love to have in their home. Beautiful sure. objects, mm-hmm. uh, spectacular arts and crafts table, or. Uh, a ball signed by the entire 1934 Yankees team. Mm-hmm. These are the kinds of things that you can see every Monday night between 8 and 9 on your local PBS station on the Antiques Roadshow. When is Huel Hauser on? Just before the Roadshow. Oh, my which God. Is, I, I consider Huel Hauser and the Roadshow kind of a, a double whammy. Kind of a must-see TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really... It's For the really elderly and infirm. <laughs> Seinfeld and Mad About You. Sure. Um, Huel Hauser's a local California thing, so if... Uh, let's just put it this way. If you don't live in Southern California, you're not familiar with Huel Hauser, you really need to Google that shit. Because uh, yeah. it's amazing. It's a magical thing that's on television. Um, but every once in a while, something great. I saw uh, Hazard once uh, go to a dam, and uh, he, the guy was explaining the dam to him, and he said, um, uh, so this is like a bank where you store your water money. Hauser <laughs> <laughs> is an amazing man. We, we met him in real life. He came to the launch of oh, Put This boy. On. And just the sweetest man. All white linen, dressed entirely in white linen. Oh, just what a nice man Kuehlhauser was. That's amazing. Like a, like a Georgia County commissioner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so um, Huel, uh, Huel aside, I love the Antiques Roadshow. And Huel aside is would you uh, kill Kuehlhauser? <laughs> <laughs> Huel aside. <laughs> Well, it's not just Hauser. It's come all Hewels. <laughs> it's come to mean when you murder any beloved local television institution. Sure. So Dennis Richmond. If you killed Dennis Richmond, right. it would be Hewel a aside. Um Certainly, if you killed Doug McConnell, the host of Bay Area Backroads. Sure. Um, so NBC4's Fritz Coleman. <laughs> Every, every once in a while, something truly special happens on the roadshow. And this Monday, something more special than anything I've ever experienced before. More special than when I lost my virginity. <laughs> more, spe- <laughs> <Took you all. laughs> more special than when I learned how to ride a bicycle. Uh, more special than the day I graduated from college. Um, the greatest thing that has ever happened to me was seeing this object on, uh, on the Antiques Roadshow. It is a German pull toy. Mm-hmm. Of a plush pig. Um, it's a surprising... Uh, I learned from the appraisal that it is a surprisingly large pig. And it's unusual to see a pig. Normally, you would expect to see a goat. But in this case, it's <laughs> rare to see a pig. Um, uh, I have posted it on the Maximum Fun blog, and I will post it in the discussion thread for the forum so that y- those of you who, uh, uh, those of you who um, aren't watching the live stream can, can see it. Um, and frankly, the people who, uh, uh, who are watching the live stream will have to visit MaximumFun.org and scroll down on the blog. It is this pig right here. Oh. Now, 
Jordan, maybe you could help me describe this pig. It's a terrifying pig. Um, this pig is white. It has surprisingly long fur. Mm-hmm. It looks like feathers, I mean, from here. It is a feather-like long fur, absolutely. It has a collar, a mm-hmm. studded collar. Sure. Um, it looks very, both very realistic and very much of the late 19th century, early 20th century. Yeah. Um, it has wheels. Why do you want that? Um, it seems like it would give you nightmares. And it has teeth. Yeah. Um, it's baring its teeth, too. Now, it's in some sort of attack pose. Jordan, it, it has individual teeth, and it has this nose is made of paper mache here. Sure. Um, now, this is, a, this is a great pig. Uh, what I'm going to do, um, just, just for you guys' benefit, is I, I'm going to try and see if I can pull up here um, on the internet, the a video of the appraisal of this pig. Okay. Um, by the way, I'm thinking about different names. I was thinking about different names for him. Are you trying to buy this? Uh, I I settled on Chompers. Okay. Because um, uh, of his big Chompers. Because of his Chompers, but it's not just the it's not just the function of his teeth or the presence of his teeth. Yeah. It's the amazing, I would say, operation of his teeth. Uh, what you are about to see in a moment on this video is that he is not just any pig. He's, He's not a static pig. Some pig? I was just about to okay. say <laughs> that he is some pig. That's why we're buddies, Jesse. We think of the same Charlotte's Web joke at the same time. <laughs> so as you can see, this, this, mild, this mild-mannered man is uh, simply introducing this pig to the, uh, to the people. Um, he's saying, you know, oh, I, he's saying he bought it in uh, the 1970s for $200, mm. which was no small amount of money for sure. him at the time. Um, they're, they're zooming in on the pig's... Uh, I don't know. How would you describe those teeth? Brandon, how, how would you describe the pig's teeth? Uh, don't, don't take the bait. You don't have to. You don't have to describe the pig. And this appraiser, who's one of my favorite appraisers, he's a, a, a sort of an overweight guy with a pigtail. He, he appraises a lot of toys. Ponytail. Uh, he loves toys. Yeah, pigs, yeah, ponytail. On, pigs so on the brain. When, sometimes uh, when they give an appraisal, instead of giving a dollar amount, do they ever just recommend the person take the item into a backyard and burn it <laughs> and, and then move? Because <laughs> that is... Uh, because it will release evil spirits. What I yeah, really don't want... Kinda, you guys to miss is is that oh in a moment God. this pig is going to start moving and it is going to blow your mind if from time to time they do recommend a, a good old-fashioned exorcism and i think that's what noel barrett uh appraiser noel barrett may recommend here um this is really i mean this pig it may be this not just the single greatest thing in the history of the antiques roadshow but the single greatest object in the history of man I don't get it. I don't get what you like. Yeah, some people would love. um, uh, Some people would love. I I, I just are you using "great" as like good, or "great" as in like looking into the maw of? Look at its mouth go! Look at its mouth go! When you pull it, its mouth goes. And it also what you can't hear right now. Look at it go! Oh, look at its little mouth! Look at its mouth go open and closed. 
think you have a brain disease. What's your yeah. problem? Have you been drinking? Yeah, right. I don't. I I feel like I I'm the one who's been who's been drugged recently. But uh, I'm 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 feeling remarkably clear headed by comparison. What's I your want, problem? I want to point out that opinion in the chat room right now is decidedly pro chompers. As people take the opportunity, they avail themselves of the opportunity to check out this amazing pig. This is probably the greatest single thing that has appeared on Jordan Jesse Go. This is the best segment in the history of Jordan Jesse Go, Chompers the Pig. You, so you're saying the best segment in the history of our show. Right. Better than you. Look, better than uh, some of the other beloved segments. Uh, 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 Jesse Thorne with an E at the end, British sports reporter. Sure. Uh, hang it up, keep it up. Uh, Would you rather judge John Hodgman? Um, uh, Chris Fairbanks. Chris Fairbanks. The time me and Chris Fairbanks talked about Hearst Castle. Uh, All of these were great moments. But Chompers the Pig is the single greatest moment in the history of Jordan Jesse Go. I don't know. I'm not nuts about this podcast. You know what? I'm not going to say anything. I'll just let you have your moment. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Can we just let can can I, we all okay. enjoy this moment together? Yeah. Just look not together. Just look at this beautiful pig. You, you kind of have to be by your, by yourself yeah, over I, there. I want to leave. You can you can enjoy to it. somewhere else. <sighs> oh boy! Now he's jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Okay, cool. You want to do some telephone? Sure, calls? let's do it. That pig's not amazing to you. He's cra- he's crazy looking. That's what's so great about him. He's so terrifying and adorable at the same time. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, maybe. <laughs> he's got little wheels. Every single person in this chap- chat room who is against Chompers is off my fucking friends list. Wow. In fact, you've made it onto my enemies list. Nixon style. <laughs> Gee, wow. Every single one of you out there. I see people like... Julia Clare, who's on board. She knows how fucking great Chompers the Pig is. But then I see bullshit people like uh, IJ, who says he's a demon pig. <laughs> I'm against that. Probably, probably closer to the truth. Yeah, I'm with IJ. Oh, Oni <laughs> Davin. Yeah. So how much did this creature appraise Yeah, for? right. How much did it? Two thousand dollars, two to two thousand to two thousand five hundred dollars. You can come up with that, I'm sure. How- That's what I said. This is the first thing in the history of the Antiques Roadshow <laughs> uh, where I said I would buy that for the full appraised value right now. Wow! I would pay twenty five hundred dollars for that pig. That's not an option of the show. That's not a feature. No, of the show sadly not. I mean, sometimes the people do put the stuff on auction, but they don't, you know, add promote it in the show or anything. Sure. It's really about the. It's about the evaluation. Most people are. A lot of people are bringing in like family heirlooms and things like. Jamie Elise, on my enemies list. She says he's creepy. He is creepy. Thank you. Pat, PTRQ, says not only does he not understand the anti-antiques roadshow people, he certainly doesn't understand the anti-chompers people, because chompers is the greatest pig in the hit. Oh, Alex says chompers is a demon pig, but he's the world's most wonderful demon pig, <laughs> which I'm willing to accept. Okay. Look, we're gonna take we're gonna take some calls now. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. 
Brandon Bird, painter of light. It's great to have you here, and Brandon. Other things. Yeah. I think people if you don't just paint light. If you people out there have not looked at uh, Brandon Bird's website, um, it's too bad that we've just missed Valentine's Day. People could uh, people could order some Valentine's Day cards. Yeah, they they could still order them and get they could have them for next year. Absolutely, you got some wonderful Valentine. Tell me a little bit about your Valentine's Day cards before we get to taking okay. calls. Uh, a couple years ago, I made a Law and Order Special Victims Unit Valentine's. Special Victims Unit, that's the rape one. Yeah, that's the okay. sex crimes one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So naturally... So I'm, I'm not a fan of Law and Order, but I'm aware that there's a rape one. Yeah, and that's, you know, naturally the uh, perfect subject matter for children's Valentine's. Is this, sure. Is this the one where Jeff Goldblum rapes people? That's Jurassic Park. <laughs> okay. Uh, Take it he, from me, the dinosaur expert. He solves crimes on criminal intent. With LL Cool J. No, that's NCIS Los Angeles. I'm sorry. Where where does um, Jerry Orbach fit into all of this? Jerry Orbach starred for 12 seasons on the original Law and Order. Okay. And then Great. he retired, and then he passed. That's very sad. Yeah. Thanks for bringing everybody down with all this Valentine's Day talk. It- <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait. So who who which which characters from the show are on the Valentines? Um, wait. Ma- is it the one with Ice T? Yes. He I, rapes I- people. I see solves rapes and murders on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Okay. And you could, from me, acquire a Valentine of him looking very fierce with the caption, I'm on your tail. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Because <laughs> he's a tail enthusiast. Yeah, that's He likes right. big-butted women. And he, he tracks down people. Yeah. Catches them. So that's a pun. Yeah. Um, they're all punny. Sh- shall, we, sh- shall we, gentlemen, open the floor to some telephone calls? Yes. I thought that's what we're going to do. <laughs> hey guys, this is a uh, question for Jordan Jesse Go. Um, I have a uh, number one, great, because that's who we are. A jacket that I picked up in a thrift store. It's kind of a brown, you know, kind of truck driver's jacket, and it has a name embroidered on uh, on the chest, and the name is uh, Flip, which I think is pretty good. And I want to start using that as a uh, as my name for when I you know order food in a restaurant, or you know have to give my name for coffee. Um, because it's much easier to remember than my actual name. But I think that Flip needs a last name, and the question is, uh, which is a better last name, or which is a better name, Flip McGinnis or Flip McManus? McManus. Flip McGinnis or Flip McManus? I feel like I feel immediately a strong kinship with Flip McManus. Yeah. I feel like we should ask this guy how old he is, too. Really? Maybe we shouldn't encourage no, this no, kind no, of may, behavior. No, no, no. You know that he's not he's not live. I know. Sorry. That was a recording of his voice. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Uh, I, I just I, I know you've had some beers. I can't read. <laughs> um, Jordan, can I ask you to touch your nose with your finger? <laughs> oh, I yelled. <laughs> Instead of do that. You're acting like a real boob right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've I've crossed over into boob territory. Um I, you know, I, I, okay. Here's here's the litmus no, no, no. test here's I have. The thing. Oh, I'm sorry. McGinnis sounds kind of old, but McManus is everlasting. That guy can have that name now. He can carry wear it on into full adulthood. Yeah. And I'm gonna say if he's going to the trouble of wearing a jacket that says Flip, and ordering food with the name Flip. He might as well just go by Flip. He might as well just legally change his name to Flip. I mean, what's so good about whatever name he has? Yeah. I mean, how many how many uh, variety shows have been hosted by whatever his real name was that I don't remember? Right, Wilson. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Like, um, do you feel like maybe there's a cutoff for wearing a jacket with somebody else's name on it? This, this is yes. my litmus 1995. test. 1995. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did that uh, in high school. Uh-huh. Eh, 96, let's call it. Um, to be I, fair, you were a member of the ska community, and for the sure. ska community, time was arrested in roughly 1994. Yeah, yeah. There was a, what we call a ska <laughs> vortex or a ska-tex. There was a tear in the space-time continuum. Uh, and I just, I, I kind of look back on Caused anything... by the great simultaneous skanking of 1993. Sure. Um, and I look back on anything that I did in high school with... Uh, um, By what the Scott community calls God's trombone. Sure. <laughs> um, with maybe maybe I shouldn't have done that slash I'm glad I only did that in high school. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm wondering if this is something we should encourage in people. Kind Just of, wearing kind of, like of someone else's name on a jacket or work in shirt a, or In the movie uh, Step Brothers, uh-huh. the Yoda t-shirt that uh, John C. Riley wore yeah. as a brilliant gag for most of the movie. I recognized as the Yoda Return of the Jedi shirt I wore like every week in high school. At <laughs> 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 the moment he walked out with that shirt, I was just like, <laughs> oh. oh, that's hilarious. And so was I. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'm, so are, are we, are, is our argument that we should ban him from wearing the jacket at all? Uh, if he is in his teens. I think it's cool. Okay. And the name should be McManus. And by cool, you mean acceptable. It's certainly <laughs> yeah, not cool. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, there's I, no I, Steve McQueen in this. I'm, I'm, no, I, I think, I think he'd, the bold artistic choice would, would just be to legally change your name to match your jacket. <laughs> yes. That's, <laughs> that, that's yeah, what I have to say. Commit and commit hard. But, you know, I, I, it's, I think it's fine to be goofy in high school. I mean, you might as well be that than mopey, you know? Okay. Done. That's my thing. Anyway. Hi, Jordan. Hi, Jesse. This is Caroline. I had what I consider to be a momentous occasion. Uh, It's not. It's a moment of shame. I had a dream last night. There were a lot of absurd elements to it, uh, one of which was a commercial for Cisco Telepresence. Um, I know this probably doesn't sound that momentous by itself, because, I mean, who doesn't dream about the wonderful Cisco Telepresence? Um, What's Mm -hmm. momentous about it to me is that I have feared being brainwashed since I can remember. It's been my biggest fear. I'm going to interject here and say that we discussed Cisco Telepresence. After Cisco Telepresence was awkwardly shoehorned into an episode of 30 Rock, we awkwardly shoehorned it into a Jordan Jesse Go and claimed that Jordan Jesse Go was sponsored by Cisco Ah. Telepresence. And in fact, today, Brandon Bird is joining us via Cisco Telepresence. (laughs) He's actually in Butte, Montana. (laughs) I have never listened or respected people in authority because I fear they're trying to brainwash me. But uh, clearly, you two have uh, done it with your talk of Cisco telepresence. And uh, I would like to thank you because it's much, much nicer than I could have ever imagined. We honestly can't. Power to brainwash. Yes. So, Jordan, I'm going to start abusing it now. I have a question for you. What? Do you think that this was really because of our power, hmm. or do you think that it was because of the fluoride in the public water supply? <laughs> yeah. uh, Jesse, you're both wrong. It's <laughs> chemtrails. <laughs> um, Brandon, we, we have a segment on the show called Momentous Occasions, where we ask people to call in and tell us when something momentous has happened to them uh let's go to the momentous occasions hey jordan hey jesse um 
Let me go it's ahead and uh, my name for this moment. My, my eyes have grown wide. <laughs> this, guy, this guy, from the moment he called in, I was having flashbacks about uh, when we used to take calls on The Sound of Young America in our college days. And just the stonedest stony dudes would call yeah. in. Remember that one guy who would always call in and say, up the butt. <laughs> no, but that's great. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't get it. We were at a we were at a college. Where were these people calling from? I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's weird. You wouldn't think that in a straight laced city like Santa Cruz. Yeah. Hey Jordan. Hey Jesse. Um, <laughs> that, wait, wait, that clip right there should be like at the top of every show you do. Yeah, it's just the opener. But you do the theme you guys song and then Nate Jordan, Nate Jesse. He's Man. keeping himself anonymous because this is the momentous occasion that most closely straddles the line between momentous occasion and moment of shame yeah. in the history of momentous occasion. This, I mean, this, I, this sounds like a character from someone's Saturday Night Live reel. This sounds like a comedy character, but go it, ahead. It's not. It's all too real. Okay. Speaking of real, he keeps it real. Well, I was recently getting a physical for some uh, sports and we put this thing in the spring. I also want to say that this is a little bit vulgar. Okay. And I have a female uh, doctor, I guess, like for my family. I'm still in high school. I also want to say it's not going where you think it's going. Okay. There's a surprise. (laughs) Okay, because I think it's going someplace weird. While she was checking me for... uh, like hernias, I guess it is. Uh, and she was like kneeling in front of me. Um, oh my god, I can't even believe I'm telling anyone this. I just sneezed, and the only way I can really put it is uh, my dick just kind of like flopped on her face. <laughs> and then we kind of just like both like sat there for a minute and just pretended like it never happened. Um, Wow, it's more of a moment of shame than a moment of education. But uh, I love the show, guys. Keep it up. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> oh. Oh like, you, you picture, I don't know, my experience listening to this was that you picture that it's going to go, it's going to be about prostates or up the butt or he's going to get a boner. Yeah, maybe this is one of our... Uh, the rare straddlings of our show in the penthouse forum. Yeah, this is, you know, it, but no, it's about this moment that's so sad. Just the saddest <laughs> moment. I don't know. I don't think that was yeah, sad. I wasn't particularly bummed. I'm more bummed out by that fucking devil pig. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. You're I talking think, about my friend Chompers? Yeah, the one you were, that's still on your computer screen. Um... I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, if, I feel like if nobody said anything, I I don't know. Dick on the face? I don't think it was. On. But it was a sneeze. The that's, guy that's seems. That's why it's. I like this story. The guy yeah. is so sincere really too. Like I feel like one thing about that about those stoner guys who I, I talk th- like that is that they're being sincere. Sure. I, I think the if there's a moral to this story, it's uh-huh. just sort of like well, which there certainly is. Yeah, things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes your dick will flop on your doctor's face. Do you think that there's any chance? Wow. Do you think that this there's any chance that this could be turned into an episode of Law and Order Special Victims <laughs> Unit? Yeah. And in related news, who's the victim? Uh, Ice T. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ice T would make 
it would have just one line and it'd be some sort of really bad one liner. <laughs> okay, we need we need to get out of this uh D on the F talk and um uh, get back to a, a more momentous just some occasions. F talk. Hi, uh, JJ Go. This is Eric. I'm from uh, Plattsburgh, New York. I am calling with a momentous occasion. Um, today was my last day of jury duty, and the, the trial concluded. And uh, today, in deliberations, I'm pretty sure I made a, a woman, another woman, a member of the jury, jury cry. Um, but to my credit, she did deadlock the jury and called a mistrial, so I, I feel pretty justified. She feels justified? I, what? I did did what kind of case was it? Yeah. Did he let a did a I, murderer go free? Like <laughs> I feel like I need more information on this. Yeah, was yeah. the was the was the crime the... non severe enough to where you feel justified holding up the legal process because of some weird argument you and had with quick her? question. Which and... which side of the case were you voting God. on? Sam Waterston's side or the other person's side? I, you know, I know we encourage people to keep well, it pithy, it, but that that needed so much. If you were more on Sam Watterson's side, he he wouldn't want a mistrial, right? Because if it was just him and one other he person was a holding right? out, yeah, he was yeah, a prosecutor yeah, 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 on yeah. the show. I'm not misremembering. That. No, you're not at all. So He's he the wants prosecutor. He, but what I'm asking is, which side is he fighting for? He would be fighting for. He probably he would probably if it's that kind of case. he would probably rather have a mistrial than have the defendant acquitted. Well, it for example. Well, I, I mean, I, I assume from that 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 everybody because to get to get to get to get a conviction discussion of law and order continuity with you. <laughs> Wait, Just, I, what I, I want to say is that if, I heard if, somewhere that the law and orders cross over sometimes. Uh, sometimes not too often anymore. Okay, because didn't like, didn't they cross over with homicide life on the streets? At yes, one point? they did. They did on three and a half occasions. Three and a half? Did, Holy shit. There were three uh, full, like, two-part episodes, and then there was one where, like, in the first scene, Chris, Chris Noth shows up, and they have a conversation, and they hand over their suspect, who I believe was John Waters. Wait, that is crazy. There, yeah. Okay, this sounds like this is linked to a theory and I'm pretty I sure that was not a dream. Recently. <laughs> um, you do dream a lot about John Waters, <laughs> and he is doing some fucked up and illegal shit. Yeah. Uh, like that pig. There was a TV show with the famous finale where the whole thing was just happening in an autistic kid's mind. Yeah, Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere, yeah. Someone told me recently that because of Saint Elsewhere's crossovers, which include uh, Homicide Life on the Street, yeah. that you can make the supposition that every TV show is happening <laughs> in the mind of this autistic <laughs> child. Brandon, is this something you know anything about? I, I've heard of that. I have not watched St. Elsewhere. Okay. But wasn't there a character that that has been in like all of these shows? That would be Richard Belzer's John Munch. The Bell oh. has been. He was on in, The Wire or something, wasn't he? he? Okay, okay. He started in Homicide Live on the Street. Then that show, you know, crossed over into Law and Order. So he had like some team up adventures with Lenny Briscoe. And then when Homicide ended and Special Victims Unit started, they were like, "Well, everyone likes this guy already. Right, let's bring him over." And they, like, spun him into another TV show. And in addition to those two shows, as a regular, since 1993, he has been playing the same character in The X-Files. What? Yeah, it was, like, the lone gunman's origin. They're, like, in Baltimore for, like, a wow. convention, and they end up in jail, and they're telling their story to John The Munch. Bells. He and- also actually was featured in 
three of John Updike's rabbit novels. <laughs> yeah, but rabbit, also, rabbit uh, munch. <laughs> yeah, like the, munch. the Wire. Um, I think some shows that like were canceled, like crime shows that make sense, and Arrested Development, which is the best. Fantastic. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. It's Hampton, uh, the nerd. And uh, I was just walking to a restaurant. Not that's narrowed, actually his... Not narrowed it down. That's his, old, that's his uh, uh, middle ages uh, surname. Uh, Hampton the nerd. Sure. Just like, <laughs> it could have been Hampton. The Smith. Or... Hampton the furrier, etc. It was nice and cold out here in Cambridge. And uh, I was walking and this guy walks up to me and my husband. No and way. he's like... He's like, hey, man, hey, it's really cold out. I got a question for you. I'm like, ah, okay. But it was at that angle where I couldn't avoid. Like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good homeless avoider, but he was, like, kind of in front. And so I had to, like, look up, and he goes, he's like, hey, man, you're not, you know, I'm not going to ask what you're expecting. I'm not going to ask what you're expecting. Uh, can I have some money? <laughs> That's it. It's just a nice little story. That's great. It was what he was expecting. Yeah, you're a homeless guy. He was expecting the the bum to the panhandler to panhandle to <laughs> sure. him. If he had said something about you know I'm a gay gentleman like yourself, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that would have been unexpected. Yeah. Good morning, Jordan and Jesse. I this is Scott from Coos Bay, Oregon. I work nights cleaning a bar for extra money, and I went into the ladies' room and found twenty dollars. And then I walked into the men's room and found a pint glass full of pee. The world is in balance. <laughs> Thank God. That's good. That was beautiful. I chose to close with that yeah, one like because it. it's because it has an elegiac note. I really like that someone peed in the pint glass. Either they did it in the restroom or peed in there and then took it in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or they ordered the pee. <laughs> <laughs> Took it in the restroom and forgot about they it. They ordered what happened. They ordered the pee, but then they were embarrassed to drink it in the bar. Yeah, yeah. So they brought it to the bathroom where it's kind of more normal to drink pee. Sure. But then they got distracted because they actually had to pee because everyone was peeing and uh-huh. it reminded them they had to pee. You know how that shit works yeah. out. Yeah. And then you run out of the bar. Yeah. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. What Brand- is... Oh, go ahead. Brandon Bird, demon. Oh, I like that. You're not actually a demon, though, are you? No, no. I was thinking about that crazy pig demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Demons on the brain. Um, uh, this is how it works here on Jordan, Jesse Go. For those of you who don't know this, and, and for you, Brandon... Uh, for a hundred bucks, we'll deliver your personal message to anyone out there in the Jordan Jesse Go listener verse, mm-hmm. um, which is what the continuity of Jordan <laughs> Jesse Go verse. <laughs> um, and uh, it's Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. um, so we have a special Valentine's Day message to John from uh, his fiance Lucy. Um, she says that she really loves him. And she can't wait to marry him. And uh, she understands that marrying him means that anytime Norbit is on TV, she's going to have to watch at least 10 minutes of it. Uh, sounds like John's a big Norbit fan. Who isn't? Yeah. Who isn't? And you know. That's no, true. Everyone is. Luce, either Lucy or her husband, uh, John, has posted pictures of their dog, Peanut, mm. uh, on the Maximum Fun Forum. 
And this is a premium dog. It's an adorable dog. So I salute not only Lucy for sponsoring Jordan Jesse Go, John for being a great future husband, but also Peanut for being one hell of a pup. Aww. Good luck, guys. Congratulations. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Brandon Bird. It's great to have It's been so wonderful to have you. Yeah. You know, Bird. it really has. <laughs> I mean, I've just seen how your face just lights up when you glance over at me here right here. Yeah. I think about, a lot of times I'll think about that one painting you made, uh, and it's just like kind of a, just kind of a, a Sears. It's yeah. Kind that's, of a that's, sad, lonely Sears. That's, yeah, pretty much any Sears. <laughs> but it's a kind of a sweet Sears, too. It has a sweetness about it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just... That's how I think of Sears. Do you remember, Brandon, you painted this uh, painting uh, in the uh, residential college at UC Santa Cruz that we all uh, went to, Porter College. Mm-hmm. Um, you painted this painting of uh, Abraham Lincoln as a kind of superhero. Uh, yeah, I believe he had like a, an American flag cape and he was flying. Yeah, and um, yeah. I-, I noticed mm-hmm. today on boingboing.net, the popular weblog, um, uh, that on the cover of something called Spider-Man Magazine – which apparently is a magazine about Spider-Man. I don't know <laughs> what's going on with Spider-Man magazine, but it was it was Spider-Man with Abraham Lincoln and it said The Adventures of Presidents Abraham Lincoln and Barack Obama. And I think that next to Abraham Lincoln was Barack Obama in a Captain America suit. And I wonder if you have any insight into this, being a guy who once painted a picture of Abraham Lincoln as a superhero. Well, I – you might be Mr. – I know they did like a Spider-Man meets Barack Obama comic like last year. Spider-Man magazine. I'm talking about – this is a magazine. This is not a comic book. This is a magazine. I know – I can't believe I'm going to finish the sentence, but I know <laughs> for a fact oh, that Spider-Man magazine just collects like other Spider-Man comics from like the last year and like puts it in the grocery store for like moms to buy their little kids. Here, you like Spider-Man? It was Spider-Man magazine. Um, so I imagine that that's not like new content, but I can't believe I would have missed a Spider-Man, Barack Obama, Abraham Lincoln team up. That's right. just With that's some complete, Captain America overtones. Yeah, that's complete news to me. If anyone has the inside tra- track on Spider-Man magazine, yeah. you can get at us at 206-9844-FUN or jjgo at maximumfun.org. Jordan. Yes. You're not just the co-host of this program. No. You're also the president of one of the greatest contests of all time. Yes, that's the hat contest. It is going on now. Uh, there's a special thread on the forums. Uh, you can email pictures of yourself or others uh, that you've taken wearing hats to win special prizes. Uh, right now, we've, uh, we've got a real barn burner for most hats. This is the, sort of the grand prize. Yeah, and yeah. We're giving away prizes for whatever hats strike us. Sure. Um, but, but most hats is, that's, that's the big show. Yeah. Uh, we had a 32 hat video, then a picture of 40 hats, and then old 32 hat video came back with 52 hats. So he is currently in the lead with 52 hats. Now, if the 52 hat video guy, do you remember what his name is? I'm I don't thinking, know. I feel like maybe it was Alex, yeah. but I might be misremembering that. 
Um, to be to be clear, when he sent in the thirty some hats video, he said, "Look, this isn't the be all end all of hat videos. I just ran out of hats." Sure. Which is um, what's amazing to me about it is that what it seems to suggest is that he had thirty some hats on hand, and he had he only had to go a field once he got to thirty six. Sure. He he had to go a field to get that extra sixteen to kick him up to fifty two. Mm-hmm. But he had 36. Yeah. How many hats do you think the average American has? Three. You th- you're thinking three. If you average it all out, it'd be three. I think there's probably research librarians listening to this question right now that can sure. tell us how many hats the average American has. Um, yeah, well, uh, well, it's, it's going on. Sounds like most hats is going to be tough to beat. Okay. Uh, of course, we encourage you to try. Uh, can a person use shower caps? Did those count? Yes. No. Yes. Just a bunch yes. of shower caps, though. I would. Okay. I would say that if you're going for most hats, yeah, one of those can be a shower cap. I don't yeah. want to see duplicate I hats in general. Fair. I think uh, you know. But yeah. So well, I would. Here's here's the thing. Okay. I would accept one instance of duplicate hats. That is that is an entire pile of 1989 san francisco giants hats <laughs> that's a special prize that's that would win the don caveman robinson award sure. for excellent in hat yes. selection there's a hat based on something jesse's interested in category uh-huh that uh and since my primary interest borderline soul interest is <laughs> i mean at the end of the day there are no hats built around chompers the amazing pick sure and so you have to go with the 1989 San Francisco Giants. That's just facts. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you can, you can do pandering hats if you want to. Hats you, pandering to either of us. You know what I've been thinking? Hmm. I would like to see a finely recreated in real life version of one of the illustrations from the book Caps for Sale. Okay. <laughs> That's Great. something I would like to see. Uh, millions of cats, anyone? Millions of cats. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of options. Sure. And so email them to us at jjgo at maximumfund.org. Jordan has been posting pictures and videos and links to them in the forum. Different people, you, of course, are welcome to post your picture directly in the forum uh, uh, at maximumfund.org slash forum or forum.maximumfund.org. Um, the hat contest continuing apace. I say next time we get together, let's give out some prizes. Why not? Yes, prizes next time. Um, if you have thoughts about the show, you want to call in a momentous occasion, a moment of shame, you've got a question for us, mm. any kind of feedback at all, uh, you can contact us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. jjgo at maximumfun.org. Um, our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of Light in the Attic Records from the great CD, Kites Are Fun, the best of the free design. I'm still getting emails. I bought Kites Are Fun. It's so wonderful. You Boom. changed my life. Yes. It is really a wonderful CD. Um, Brandon Bird is a uh, brilliant painter, and you can see his work in by prints and T-shirts and the whole nine yards at brandonbird.com um, or apparently painterofLight.com still. <laughs> Um, and uh, I would like to mention that The Sound of Young America is sponsoring a comedy show here in Los Angeles on mm-hmm. February 21st, 25th, excuse me, Thursday, February 25th, in downtown LA. It's called uh, The Sound of Young America Presents Laugh Night. Mm-hmm. It's a benefit for a nonprofit here in Los Angeles called Art Share that um, uh, does free arts classes for uh, uh, Los Angeles area teens and children. Um, uh, specifically at-risk teens and children. It's a really great organization. 
And uh, we're doing it at their theater downtown. And we've got Greg Barrett, uh, Don Glover, who you might know, Donald Glover from uh, NBC's Community and from Derek Comedy. We've got Karen Kilgariff, who's been a guest on this program, the former head writer of Ellen. And uh, you might know her from Mr. Show. Uh, we've got uh, our friend uh, Nick Adams, uh, a regular guest on uh, Jordan Jesse Go. We've got a lot of great comics. They're all going to be performing sets to uh, entertain you and your uh, $8 entrance fee, all 100% of it goes to uh, fund these arts classes for kids. So we hope you'll do it. You can make reservations online at MaximumFun.org. It's in the uh, events list in the uh, right-hand side of the blog. That sounds like about it, huh? Boom. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you next time right here on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Bye. <laughs>